Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. You're listening to Empowerment and All That Podcast, your favorite podcast for women's empowerment hosted by Rita Bautista. It's time to be reminded of the authority of your inner goddess and elevate the power within. Are you ready? Hey guys, it's Rita here with Empowerment and All That. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast. Y'all, I've gotten to 500 downloads in less than two months. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a person that's not tech savvy and another person and a person who's really just trying to figure out what they're doing as far as this podcast is concerned, I feel really empowered. So thank you guys so, so much from the most sincere part of my heart. I really appreciate all your love and your support for this podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe so that you can get alerts on when I upload a new podcast. And also, don't be afraid to leave um, comments in the ratings and um, yeah, spread the word for me, please. I would love for more people to hear about the podcast and just be able to experience listening to these stories and these tips and empowering information for that to just kind of be part of the highlight of their day. Um, that really basically is the mission and the point of this podcast. So diving into today's episode, I am going to reveal... 10 of my own personal things that I used or methods that I used to be able to get myself out of a very deep, dark place and just kind of get moving again. And this was basically post grieving and post relationships. So pretty much just being able to figure out how to get back out there, how to rewin the love for yourself. Um, And so I'm going to go into a little bit of my personal story and then kind of give you uh, some some tools that I use, some tricks that I use to get myself back to my best self, y'all. So anyway, uh, let me tell you a little bit of my background story. So as you know, I am Latina. Both of my parents are from Honduras. And for most of those people out there who are Central or South American or Hispanic or Latino or Latinx, You guys know that we were raised to be extremely strong, extremely potent, extremely powerful to continue going. We have a lot of resilience basically um, incorporated in our DNA. Now, the thing about that is um, what's great and there's a downfall to it is that we don't realize that a lot of our family members may or may not have had some strong anxiety And because of that, it's transferred over to us. Now, living in a society in the U.S. where some of the traditional ways that we were raised may or may not actually work with society here becomes a little bit of a difficult balance, right? So we have um, parents who tell you every single day, you can do this. Everything is possible. I came to this country. I was able to migrate here. If I could do that, you can do anything. And they're absolutely right. But the thing is, is that sometimes life knocks you down. 
And even in the face of being um, knocked down or adversity, sometimes they still believe that we have to put our best foot face forward. Um, And that's not always the case, right? Like sometimes we do get depressed. Sometimes we do have a lot of anxiety. Sometimes, you know, the pressures of life get really, really hard. And, you know, we can't do that. We can't show face all the time. At least for me, that was my case. I... um, I lost my grandmother a few years ago, and that was a really hard hit to my life. And unfortunately, right after that, I went through a series of being broken up with, um, falling in love with the wrong people that just weren't right for me. Not that they were bad people. It's just that we just weren't meant to be. And I was trying to push myself into, as someone told me so perfectly, I was a round peg trying to fit into a square hole. And it was so hard for me. Because I was taught to be so strong and resilient and I wasn't supposed to fall in the face of these things that were not that big of a deal. Supposedly, when I was growing up, I was taught that, you know, you can get through this. That doesn't matter. X, Y, Z. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But they didn't teach me how to cope with very difficult situations or emotional traumas that would come up once the grieving started and once I dealt with heartbreak and emotional um, roller coasters that were going to come after all of this. So here's what I did. Once I finally realized that I had an issue, my first thing, what the first thing I needed to come to terms with is that I needed to forgive myself. Like I made a lot of mistakes along the way, right? As I mentioned, I dated the wrong people, the people that I knew inside of my heart. And we all know this, the moment that you get that, basically that pound in your heart that you're like, man, this probably isn't the good idea, but I'm already in this. I'm already X, Y, Z couple of weeks in or months in or years in. And then, you know, you kind of look back and you're like, man, I should have just listened to my gut feeling. And one of the things, like I said, I needed to learn was to forgive myself for making mistakes. Look, life is short. And every single day that we make up, wake up, how many times a day do you think you make a mistake? How many times a day do you forget something or you make the wrong turn down the wrong street or uh, you forget to put the load in the laundry or uh, you forget your kid's homework or something simple, as, something that simple or something really grave that you think in your mind you won't get past? The truth is, is that we have 365 days to forgive ourselves. Every day that the sun goes up, it goes down too. And just as the sun, we have moments where we're at our highs and we have moments where we're at our lows. But the greatest thing is that the next day, the sun will rise again, you guys. And for that particular reason is why you need to learn to forgive yourself the most. You are a human being first. You are a person who is given the opportunity to make decisions and choices on your own. And sometimes we don't always have the best role models behind us showing us what decisions and what mistakes that we can make that will better or worsen our futures. But I'm here to tell you that truthfully, once you learn to forgive yourself, you understand that we're not perfect and that's totally okay. So the other thing that I learned was meditation. Now, for those who are listening who uh, may be strong in their religious beliefs, I can tell you that meditation honestly has nothing to do with religion, um, and it would not actually go against your personal beliefs. Meditation is learning to sit quiet with your thoughts. And as hard as that may sound, because what you're trying to do is to stop stop the thoughts. So when you get a chance to sit in silence is when everything slowly starts to come together, believe it or not. 
So it was my time of self-reflection for the last five years now. I've actually been meditating and I make it a point that to at least try to meditate for five to 10 minutes a day, whether it's actually in an actual meditative pose or if it's just a moment where I take a second to breathe and be conscious and self-aware and mindful of who I am as a person that I do have emotions and I do have feelings and sometimes all I need to do is sit still for a few minutes to gather those feelings so that they can calm themselves down. Truthfully, meditation has been such a great way for me to learn to, um, as the Buddhists say, calm my monkey mind. Uh, Especially my people who know me, who've known me for a very long time, my mind is all over the place. As I mentioned earlier, I have anxiety. so. It's just like I'm always going a thousand miles a minute in my mind, but the meditation has actually helped me calm down, loosen up. And believe it or not, I've been able to accomplish a lot more just by um, giving myself the time to meditate. So I highly recommend it. I think there's some apps online. One particular that I know is pretty popular is Mindspace. But what it does is it gives you the ability to learn how to give yourself five minutes 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you can do at first. I I recommend starting off with a very slow amount because it is very difficult to sit in silence sometimes to get your mind to stop racing, especially if it's your first few times trying. But I promise it gets easier. And after a while, you can literally meditate anywhere. Believe it or not, I was actually at a festival one day and I was a little overwhelmed with the amount of people that I was around because I had just moved back to Houston and I forgot that there are millions of people here <laughs> uh, versus New Orleans where there were only hundreds of thousands and I felt really uncomfortable and so I took a second while I was standing there and did some deep breathing and it really just kind of calmed me down and it brought me to this meditative state where I could feel the vibrations in my body and that allowed me to calm down. So I highly recommend meditation to get you right back into that place of peace and calm. So one other thing that I um, started to do once I was able to forgive myself and learn to meditate was I learned my personal triggers. Look, triggers are there for a reason. And we're not perfect, right? I know I'm not perfect. I grew up in a household where it was very volatile, where fighting was normal. Um, So I thought that being triggered and response was normal. But if you learn what your triggers are and the things that don't work for you, then you're able to maneuver those situations better or remove yourself altogether so that it's able, so that gives you the ability to really just keep yourself at peace. Um, And I also think triggers can be red flags um, as well that help you when you're dating people in the future and learning what your boundaries are, right? Like creating healthy boundaries. I didn't really know what boundaries were, period, until I started um, understanding these, um, what triggers were and how they affected me personally. So yeah, find out what your triggers are and what causes you to break out of your norm. How can you avoid these things, you know? So for me... Um, one of the things that I realized is that for my personality, I have a strong personality. I'm very outgoing. I'm outspoken and I'm working on being a little less outspoken and listening more just personally, right? Because I love to hear about knowledge that other people have. But recently I realized I wasn't really listening to everybody else. I just wanted to let them know about what I knew and that wasn't fair to the other person. Um, so for me, what I've also learned is that 
because I have such a strong overpowering personality, the people that I need to be around the most are those that are subdued and a little bit more calm to calm me down so that I can listen to them as well as communicate so that there's a back and forth and in information that we're exchanging. Um, and that's just one of the few things that I learned that triggered me and made me feel really uncomfortable. So I try to avoid those situations where people are just kind of arguing to argue now um, because I know that sometimes I can be that person, you know, so it doesn't necessarily need to be two people doing the same thing because we're never going to listen to each other. So, yeah. Um, and this the next tip that I have for you is actually probably the one of the most powerful ones that I have. Um, when in doubt, get outside help. So about, as I mentioned, about six years ago, I was living with someone who was a great guy. Unfortunately, it just wasn't the right situation for me. Um, we had different foundations and different fundamentals that we wanted in our lives and things that we both aspired for in different directions. And unfortunately, it continued to grow and downward spiral. And one of the things that made me realize it was time to really devote a year to therapy was that I came from a broken home. Both of my parents were married um, multiple times and they were divorced. And one of the things that I knew I wanted for myself is that the day that I truly, truly commit myself to a partner, I want to make sure that we are fundamentally um, good for each other and that we do understand each other and that we're willing to work for, forward and, um, you know, build a foundation together on the most fundamental thing. But my question to myself was, is it just the partner or is it something that I have inside of myself? that I needed to work on. And truthfully, it was a little bit of both, right? Because I need to learn, I needed to learn a lot of things that um, weren't taught to me as a young child, things about relationships, things about commitment that I didn't naturally see growing up in my household. I saw it in my surrounding areas, but I wasn't surrounded by it 24 seven. So understanding what unconditional love looked like was really difficult for me. So I started therapy, um, like I said, about six years ago, and truthfully, it was probably one of the best th choices I could have ever made. It was very difficult to dive into some very deep, dark scars that I had and wounds that I didn't necessarily want to reopen, but I knew that in my future, if I wanted something much better for myself, I was going to have to do that. So I did. So I took myself to therapy. I initially started with my, um, my former uh, boyfriend. But that didn't work out. And the good thing was, is that I committed myself for a year and that year turned into three. And those three years helped me catapult myself to continue growing. And those things that I learned within therapy helped me when I was grieving. And it helped me learn that I needed to understand how to be better to myself. And I needed to learn how to love myself so that I could bring the right people into my life. Even though I continued making mistakes afterwards, the good thing was is at least I recognized some things that I needed to work on and continue to work on for myself. That was very hard. It's a very hard journey. I'm not gonna tell you the therapy is the most easiest thing ever in life, it's not. But truthfully, getting outside help when you can't do it alone is so crucial and so important. And please don't let anybody tell you that it makes you weak. If anything, it makes you stronger because you're able to actually acknowledge the things that you're going through in your life. And so, you know, as I mentioned, 
some of the behavior that you can be dealing with may be the downfall of personal relationships that you are having with other people. And that was a big pill to swallow for myself. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you it's easy to look inside and be like, oh, maybe I, maybe some of this is my fault too. Um, and so if any of my previous relationships are listening to me now, at least I can acknowledge it at an older age. It might have taken me 34 years, but I can acknowledge it and be truthful to myself and to you um, and out loudly say, you know, I apologize. We are all human beings and sometimes we are a product of our environment until we realize that those things don't necessarily suit us and it's best for us to continue working on ourselves and leave some of those negative things in the past. And so that's something that I continue to work on. But yeah. So the other thing was making sure that I was moving. Abraham Hicks talks about momentum and being in the vortex. And I know that might sound kind of loopy for some people, but the truth is, is that that can be associated to so many things. Making sure that you're moving, getting off your butt, and finding a friend to help you stay on top of it. It's so easy, truthfully, when we're feeling down or when we're doubting ourselves to just lay on the couch, grab a pack of cookies or an ice cream pint, sit in front of the television, watch sappy movies that make us cry even more, and make us feel worse about the situation that we're in, about the things that are going wrong in our lives. But truthfully, if you get up off your butt and force yourself out of the house to even even if it's not to like work out but maybe just to socialize or find some things that you start to learn more about yourself that can help you as well and truthfully I learned so much as I said about myself because I got myself involved in so many things now I might have overextended myself when I was socializing and moving but I was really lucky that during this time my friend um, Chris Gabbick which I'll have to tell her I, I uh, gave her a shout out in this episode, but she was literally, and I don't think she even knew she was doing it with intention on purpose or if she knew or she noticed and she wasn't saying anything, but she would sometimes show up at my house with a dress and be like, get up, we're going out. And there were many moments that I wanted to just sit there and loathe and binge eat and binge drink and just... I wanted everybody to go away. I wanted things in life to just stop. I wanted everybody to leave me alone, let me wallow in my pity. But here's the thing. Nobody wins in a pity party. You don't win. The pity party doesn't win. The problem doesn't get any better. It doesn't bring anybody back into your life. And it doesn't help you get to the point where you're loving yourself again. Stop pitying yourself. Get up and move now. Because the worst thing that you can do is give up on yourself. Now, with that being said, there's also a lot of time that takes to recovery and you have to be patient and forgive yourself and know that it's okay to take time to recover. Coping with any type of loss, whether it's a loss of a person, relationship, career, or something that you held in high regard can obviously be detrimental. And no one in this world is so strong that they don't feel the emotional loss and hurt. So please make sure to give yourself time to do it in a way that is healthy and productive. And if you fear you're not being healthy, say something to a friend so maybe they can call in and check up on you from time to time. This is obviously one of the most important things is making sure that you are giving yourself ample amount of time to recover. In recovery, as I mentioned earlier, 
for some of us, does look like a pint of ice cream on the couch. Now, that's fine as long as it's something that doesn't become an unhealthy version of recovery. Making sure that the things that you're doing inches you tiny bits forward into a better way, a better way of life. I'm going to be honest with you and super candid. You know, I wasn't always doing the best. There were moments where I might have drank too much, where I might have um, slept too much, where I might have been unhealthy with some of the things that I was doing to myself because I was hurting and I was in so much pain inside. But looking back, truthfully, I should have been a lot more cognizant and aware of how I was dealing with the loss and the pain and the feeling of hurt inside of myself. And so because of that was something that I wanted to make sure that I was letting you guys know that it is okay to take your time to recover. Now, while you're taking time to recover, make sure to get some sun. As funny as that seems and as easy as that seems to be, sometimes it is really difficult to get up out of your bed. Sometimes brushing your teeth can be a challenge. Sometimes eating can be a challenge when you're going through pain and you're going through loss. But truthfully, if you get out of your house and you get just five minutes of fresh air could truly change the direction in which your day would go. Get a little sun. Vitamin D is honestly one of the honest one of the most important and fundamental things to human existence anyway. Um, so while you're out there, if you're already out there for five minutes, why not take 10 minutes and actually go exercise? Exercise was something that really helped me. Um, I started off a few times. I would um, years back when I had actually fallen into depression. I started off with walking. I went for walks in midday in the middle of the heat. I know it's crazy. I know it's Texas heat. Probably not the best idea because you can kill yourself if you're dehydrated. I don't suggest going at 11 o'clock, maybe, <laughs> maybe six or seven or eight or in the afternoon or in the evening, but get out and go for a walk. Walking slowly turned into running. Running turned into running half marathons and 5Ks and 10Ks and then doing uh, strenuous activity work and then lifting weights and then yoga and then hit classes. And so what I'm saying is, is it really took the leap of faith for me to at least get moving. And once you do, who cares if you're not the fittest person in the room? Who cares if you're 300 pounds? Who cares if you're 95 pounds? Nobody cares except for us. We put the value of care on those things. And who cares if you're the first person to get off of the workout, to get out of the workout class because you can't breathe. I actually worked out yesterday and I'm normally pretty strong. And yesterday I knew I was dehydrated. My body was telling me, hey, stop because you're going to pass out. And I had to, even though I'm normally one of those people who just doesn't, you know, I have the will to hold on. But I needed to listen to my body. Long story short, it took me eight to 10 years to make exercise in a routine part of my life. And I'm not going to tell you that I always keep it up. Sometimes I start, I'm going hard for three months and then I slow down for like a month and a half and I eat and I gain a few pounds and then I go back to it again. And you know why I go back to it? Because those endorphins 
feels so good when they're flowing through my veins and getting my blood pumping and getting these toxins out of my body and helping replenish my brain and giving me positive things to look forward to. So I highly recommend get some exercise. And I don't mean you have to be an Olympic triathlete tomorrow. But what I'm telling you is, is if you get that first step moving, it'll help you move in the right direction. Number nine is interesting. Um, If you are religious, go to church. There's something about a Sunday mass where they can relay a message that sometimes we're not wanting to hear, where these words resonate with us. Now, for those who know me know I'm not religious, but occasionally I do attend service at times. Maybe it's because of force of habit, but There are some stories and lessons that you can learn. And the other thing is, too, it forces you to kind of be social, not on purpose, not that you want to talk to everybody when you go into service, but at least you're seeing people. And the good thing about seeing people is that you see their energies, too, and you're able to be around people who are going to hear a message. Now, that message resonates with everyone differently, right? Now, if church isn't your thing, maybe listening to motivational music, maybe listen to motivational videos. I would go through these times where, um, and this goes into my last point, but I would listen to uplifting and motivational music or videos. Man, I can't tell you how much or how, how uplifting Abraham Hicks, Rachel Hollis, Tony Robbins, Les Miles, sometimes Ray Lewis. I'm not saying that everybody is the best character, and I know there's been a lot of issues lately, but truthfully... The message that they're giving is extremely important. YouTube, motivational, inspirational quotes, motivational, inspirational videos, most powerful video, most powerful inspiration, most powerful motivation. What's interesting about this is that if you ever notice when it's like a Saturday morning and you have all this free time to dig deep into cleaning and it gets easier when you blast your favorite song on the loud settings in your house i don't know about you guys but i grew up um in my household on saturday mornings my mom would wake us up with loud music breakfast and everybody was cleaning everything but it was so much easier because of the sound of music got us moving and the sound of these motivational words can get you moving and get your brain in gear Get you ready to deep clean and cleanse your soul and your mind. Get you to release those toxic thoughts, that toxic energy, the the ability to get stuck in your own mind. That's what anxiety is, truthfully, is getting stuck and staying inside of your mind and creating this world that doesn't exist. Because when you assume You make an ass out of you and me. I heard this the other day and I was like, wow, this is really powerful stuff. But it's true because you're creating assumptions of a world that potentially could not exist or you're creating a, a sense of fear that may not even actually be there. We wake up every day and we have bad experiences and it's very true. And I'm not trying to demean or lessen the amount of pain or suffering that anyone out there has, but I'm telling you from a person who suffered for many, many years that sometimes we hold on to the suffering because it's easier, because habits are easier than change, because it's easier to feel 
the same crappy way that you've been feeling for years than to try to move in the direction of getting rid of this solitude and getting rid of this ugly companion that's been with you for so long. Why is it easier? Why do you think that it's easier? It's because you don't want to move. And some somehow, deep down inside of you, you've actually learned to live with this monster. And it's almost like it's your company. But here's the thing. When you keep all of this inside of you, you're blocking your blessings. You're blocking all the goodness from coming inside of your heart. All these great people, all these positive things that are happening around you regularly, they don't look so positive because you're stuck in this place of unhappiness. And I'm telling you, remove that veil from your eyes and the world gets so much better. I'm telling you from experience, from a person who's experienced a lot of traumatic issues as a child, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of loss, a lot of unconditional love learning as an adult, a lot of things that I could have avoided, but I didn't. I'm not perfect. And so for that particular reason was one of the reasons why I actually wanted to share this podcast with you is because, one, we have so many remarkable women in this world that sometimes just need to hear a word or hear something from someone that triggers, hey, you know what? It's time to get off my butt. Hey, you know what? This woman did this. Hey, you know what? That person did that. That means that we all have this superpower inside of us and no one is created without the same gene inside of us to be able to create and do but sometimes we just need to be reminded of that it took me almost four years to remember that inside of my heart and that was one of the reasons why I needed to start this podcast because I felt like it was time for people to start hearing these stories not just from me but from other women and from other people who have a great message to deliver out to the world We're in such an interesting time in this world right now where so many things are questioned, where so many people's beliefs create this idea that we are not all equal, but we are. We all have the ability inside of us to be stronger, to be better. And you know what? I'm starting here today by telling you all that you do have the ability. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Empowerment and All That. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe and rate the episodes that you've heard so far. If you have any questions or if you'd like to know more information, you can go to empowermentandallthat.com on our website. And look, just remember to stay positive, okay, y'all? Because life, life is short. And why not spend it being positive? If you'd like to contact me or if you want some more uplifting and positive quotes, I share 365 days of positive quotes y'all I started this about 124 days ago and I've continued to share them ever since so you can go to my Instagram page make sure to follow me at Rita R-I-T-A underscore Bautista B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A 1111 that's Bautista Rita sorry (laughs) that's Rita underscore Bautista 1111 Until next time, keep it positive. Thanks for tuning in to Empowerment and All That podcast with your host, Rita Bautista. Want to help me grow the listener tribe? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Empowerment and All That. 
And remember, keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Eres una de esas personas que hacen de un sausage McMuffin with egg de McDonald's su sausage McMuffin with egg. Quizá le pones un poquito de salsa picante al English muffin recién tostado, o quizá le pones un hash browns al muffin, o tal vez eres de los que lo llama tuyo, exactamente como viene. Sí, yo también. Para pa pa pa.